It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. And guess what? All year long, you're going to have crazy news. Crazy news every day. I mean, we've got more things happening. You've got elections going on in, in Taiwan. You've got uh, Iran in the, um, in the, in the Straits of... Uh, it, where the pathways are for oil tankers to go through with Houthi rebels shooting at Americans. You got all global trade being disrupted. You have 40% of the world is going to be voting on senior leadership this year. The whole, you know, the Bible talks about the ocean, like the waves lifting up their voice. It's a metaphor in the book of Revelation for people. You know, waves are like people in distress. I'll tell you what. Uh, if you've got a goat, someone will get your goat. You ever hear that saying? I don't know where the saying came from, someone get your goat. But it'll, if you've got a goat to get, it'll get gotten. And I'm going to give you a key right now, a constant key. When I fly, I'm always amazed at how we're flying along in a storm, bumping around. It's dark, it's rainy, it's, you know, whatever the weather pattern is that held us up. And then, poof, everyone who flies has had this moment. Suddenly, you break through the precipitation and you're up above the clouds and it's all clear. It's quiet. It's smooth. The sun is out. You're looking down at the storm. And, and any thinking Christian has to be wondering right then if that isn't a metaphor or a picture for what it's like to be seated with him in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers and things that are uh, going on on the earth. And in order to, to punch through that way, I'm going to be talking about how you're authorized to go to the next level and how going up to Mount Zion, you're going up to the city of God. You're literally going to go up into that city that is in heavenly places. Before that city comes down, you'll be going up into it. Spiritually speaking, you're going to uh, travel into open doors this year that will require you to push past the flesh into the spirit realm. This is the year for the strong. You want to get a hold of the lancewallet.com forward slash open door resource. I've got it there right there for you. Just go grab it. Grab this resource, the authorization, Mount Zion Mantle. I'm teaching around that right now, the content. I went and got the manuscripts and said, you know, there's so much meat on those bones. Let me just go ahead and share some things with the people. 1-800-910-6349, You can actually talk to somebody, pray with them, and, and put to work what I'm talking about. Now, Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. It's an amazing statement on the night in which he's betrayed, the night before his, his execution, his death. He is focusing on his disciples. Not all 12. One of them left. One of them's going and betraying him right now and getting a crowd with lanterns and torches to come identify him. He knows everything is about to happen. And Jesus is focused on his disciples. And he's saying to them strange stuff. He's saying to them in uh, chapter 14, verse 27, peace, peace, I leave it with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. 
Let not your heart be afraid. This is a year when we're going to need unprecedented courage. But courage is one part you. That's taking your flesh and subduing it and going where you've got to go. But the other part is the grace of God. That is the supernatural enablement that rises up in you and takes over once you start moving in the, in the natural. The spirit realm comes along and undergirds you. The Holy Spirit works with you, not instead of you. And this explains why many Christians don't grow. They have prophecies and visions and dreams. And the end of the year, it shakes down a little bit of progress and they, they, they start over again. How do you make the distance between the vision you've got and actually manifesting it over here? Can I suggest to you? You bring your natural man down and you put on Christ. You put on Christ. I'd suggest to you, and I mean this sincerely, the gymnasium is opening up this year for Christians to do divine workouts in the Holy Ghost. And so you've got to put on love when you're in the presence of someone that's obnoxious. You have to put on patience. Now, this is different than self-discipline, although self-control is the master aptitude in the spirit realm that, that facilitates managing the flesh. But this isn't about um, natural power. It's about supernatural power because you're not putting on your nice guy or your love or your peace. You're putting on Christ. Christ in you is the hope of glorification. Now, I'm, I'm guilty, I'll admit, of preaching it by the yard and sometimes living it by the inch. But the Lord comes back to me and says, you're operating below the level you're authorized to move in in the spirit, young man. I like how the Lord keeps calling me a young man, even though I'm in my 60s. I guess when you're in the ancient of days, everybody's a young man. But the Lord spoke to me recently. He said, uh, and it was today. He said, uh, you're going to have to put on peace. And I said, put on peace. Well, if it was my peace, I'd have a problem. But if it's your peace, I've got it. It's in the wardrobe. It's in the closet. I can put that on me. I remember one time my son Carl and I were going to Canberra, Australia. And we were going in to meet with senators. And as I went into the building, the, the government, the Capitol, I was a little bit nervous because I didn't know what I was going for. I get in these appointments people set up for me sometimes, and, and I'm thinking, well, what, why am I here? And the host that brought me there said, I've arranged an appointment for you with four of the most important senators. They're all in session voting, but I'm going to get them out to talk to you. And I said, what do you want me to talk about? He said, well, you know, just do what you normally do. I said, what's that? He said, you know, strategize. Strategize. Well, as it was, I go into, and this is, this is why I'm bringing up the story. My son was with me. We go in to the security area where you take off every watch, every metal thing, every your phone. You know, they got to basically check to see if you got a weapon or a recording device, I guess. And as everything's going on in the conveyor belt, I kid you not, Suddenly the mantle of Christ, like a warm blanket, came over my shoulders. I felt the government mantle. 
just kind of wrapped over my shoulders. You could say it was the anointing for the assignment. And uh, this guy was putting me into the place I needed to be. I never would have gone on my own. And I felt the anointing on me, and I felt, well, I know the grace of God is with me here in the government of Australia. And indeed, we had a very significant meeting with like five senators. But I'm sharing it with you because putting on Christ is the Mount Zion mantle. It's a mantle. The government will be upon his shoulders. But where is he? In you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. So therefore, the government, the ark was carried on the shoulders, the soft shoulders of Levites. My Jewish forefathers carried that ark on their shoulders. If they had stallions and steeds and clods, Clydesdales and horses and carts, God would judge them. It had to be carried on the shoulders of humanity, the priests of God. And you are a part of the royal priesthood, carrying the mantle of Mount Zion and the government of God wherever you go. Anyway, so the Lord said to me, the news is going to hook you. What you hear is going to hook you. Tribulation can hook you. But if you punch through into a higher realm, my peace, my peace comes up over you. How do you activate the peace of God? How do you activate the boldness of God? How do you activate the love of God? These are aspects of Christ in you you can activate to come over you. Self-control puts a check on your flesh. But self-control doesn't manufacture supernatural peace. It merely puts in check the natural so that the supernatural can show up. So I want to go back to the simplicities, the A, B, C's of effective Christianity, primitive Christianity. Because I, I got a feeling we're heading back to the first century. I was on my way. I had to go to uh, my doctor. got a great doctor here in Dallas. I was on my way over there today. And I was late for the appointment because uh, my GPS had like the wrong address in it. And I'm trying to contact my wife. And you know, you're driving. You shouldn't be Shouldn't be doing your GPS while you're driving. I'm trying to pay the, and that stress. I can feel the stress of running late. I had to get to the studio. I'm doing this today. And right away, you know, like a voice says to me, how's it working there with the peace? And I thought, well, I'm frustrated. I'm like, I'm getting mad. I'm getting frustrated. I'm behind schedule. I can't get the right address. It's taking me this way. So I, got, I have a Waze app. I have my car. My car's going here. My, my app on my phone's going there. Two different directions. I go, frustration. I can't. Talk to my wife. She's not answering the phone. She's busy doing something else because I want to get confirmed with her if I got the right, direct, right address. And uh, the Lord reminded me, how do you activate peace? Practice what you're preaching. How do you put on peace? Then I thought, they're going to check my blood pressure when I get there. I know this doctor. First thing he's going to do, he's going to check. The, this is rude too. He's talking to me. He's putting clamping things on my finger, putting things in my arm, checking and I'm thinking, my blood pressure is probably not going to be where I, where I need it to be. Remember, I'm talking about the Mount Zion mantle, and you are authorized. This is all connected to lancewallet.com forward slash open door. It's all connected. So here's what the Lord reminded me. Activate the anointing with song. I don't have a worship team. I don't have a fog machine. I don't have a keyboard to work with, although I'll, I'll do one right now. I got one. And the Lord says, you're going to have your blood pressure tested in a minute, and you're all upset, aren't you? 
You're mad because you're running late, traffic is there, your GPS devices aren't communicating with each other, you're making mistakes, and, you're, and you're, I was even thinking of rescheduling my whole day, and, and I, then I, th I say to myself, I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. What was I doing? With the ancient instrument of song. I was activating the resident Christ on the inside of me is the Prince of Peace. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart. You have power over your heart and you have power over your emotional state. Hard to take responsibility for it, I know. Because we get so easily triggered. But I sat in that car and I started singing. I got peace, peace like a river. I got peace like a river. I got peace like a river in my soul. I get into that waiting room. I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, i got peace like a river in my soul. And I sat there, and I sat there and I realized, now he's running behind schedule, I've got a very busy day, I've got 45 minutes I'm waiting and I started to get frustrated. And I went back. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like a fountain in my soul. These are not complicated songs. These aren't your top 100 rock, you know, anthems coming out of the Maranatha, Holy Ghost, Bethel School of Praise. This is just singing the old charismatic ditties. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. I started singing. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. You know what happened? Peace of God started coming over me. The doctor comes out. Come on in. It's 45 minutes. He's late. I'm late getting there. Sure enough, he straps me down, puts that blood pressure clamp on me, starts asking me, how's the day? And it was amazing. My blood pressure was the lowest reading I've had ever, ever going in there. He said, well, you're doing pretty good. I promise you, I was not an hour earlier. My, my very body came under the tranquilizing effect of the spirit of peace. The reason I'm saying that is because Jesus says, my joy I give to you. These things I've spoken to you, John 15, 11, that my joy may remain in you and that uh, your joy may be fruitful. My joy fuses into your joy. My peace comes into your peace. Let not your peace be disturbed because it's hooked into my peace. You're abiding in the vine. I'll tell you what, there's something to this. May sound simple, may sound dumb, but this is the secret. 
You are authorized to access supernatural peace. You're authorized to access supernatural joy. You're authorized to access supernatural love. Do you know the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost? The love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Your love will be, you know, to your family. Even Jesus said, a man, you know, even in the, in the natural, a man loves his own. But to love your enemies, to love those that you don't know, that requires the love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. I remember one time I went down to Bogota, Colombia, and I was dealing with a, um, a man who was in charge of the interior, Ministry of the Interior over the military and all of the um, prison systems of the country. The poor man ha was the, he got into that office because the men that preceded him were killed by the Medellin drug cartel. This is El Chapo and those guys, Pablo Escobar. The cocaine cartel, the mafia. I looked behind his desk and there's a picture of two or three of his predecessors. And someone leaned over to me and said, they were all blown up, killed. Imagine if you're sitting there in front of the pictures of the men that had the job that you've got and they're all martyred before you and you're sitting near next in line. Well, the man came in and he was positively like OCD. He comes in, first thing he does, he sits down and starts adjusting his paperwork. Puts his pen down, moves his pen, puts his phone in a certain place. And we're talking to him, he's, he's setting everything up, like everything has to be exactly right. And I'm looking at him, and we looked at each other. We had a meeting with him about uh, a discipleship program for the prison system. And we decided to break the meeting up. Excuse me, Colonel, we beg your forgiveness. We are missing something we have to get. If you don't mind, give us five minutes and we will come back, and we won't take up much of your time. We appreciate your, your being flexible. And he stared at us, and we got up and left. We went out, and my friend Jerry Anderson said to me, he said, can you see the situation? And I said, yeah, man. Like, what's going on here? I was thinking, take authority over the spirit of torment. He said, the reality is we didn't pray. He said, you know, we just typical business guys. We're going to go in and start talking. He said, we didn't pray and God convicted me. We need to pray for him before we go in. Well, we went down to our car and we prayed. We prayed for the peace of God to come upon him. We prayed. We took authority over anxiety and fear and trauma. And we, we believe that when we went back up and shook his hand, that we would release something into him that would be the peace of God that he would be of sound mind. Because we could see he couldn't even hear us. He was just moving items on his desk back and forth like a man in trauma. We got back up there, apologized, said we, we forgot something and, and we're ready to, ready to talk. He didn't even ask us what we forgot. We shook his hand again and said, so apologize for this inconvenience, sir. Sat down. He did this. Watch this. He moves his paper, moves his paper, moves his pen, and then blinked. Then looked at us and sat back. And said, how can I help you? And suddenly he was normal. Everything we needed for all the prisons, everything that was needed even for the military was done in the next five minutes.
I watched God do something fascinating. But the part that I want to share with you is imparting the authority of the kingdom. When you go into someone else's world authorized, you're bringing the mantle of government with you. You're bringing that mantle with you. And that's why, like I'm telling you, call 800-910-634, and I just pick it up. I'm giving you the material. I'm giving you the material, folks. Get it. Get a hold of it. Um, when the helper comes, Jesus said, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth proceeds from the Father. He'll testify of me, and you will bear witness of me because you've been with me from the beginning. He testifies, and you bear witness. Well, how's, how are you going to hear the Holy Spirit? He's going to talk through you. The helper, the, the Greek word, Sunintam lombanomai. Never forget that word, sunintam lombanomai. I remember Rick Renner doing a word study on this once, great word teacher. He says the word for, for the Spirit of God will work with you, bearing witness with you, the helper. The, the, the word there for working with you is the word to take hold together with. It's like someone moving a piano. You pick up one side, they pick up the other. They don't move the whole thing for you, but somehow they pick up the heavy part. You take, you take the part you can handle. The Holy Ghost takes the part you can't, and together you cross the threshold into what God has for you. Does that make sense to you? I've got peace like a river. And the peace, putting on peace, putting on Christ. Spirit of truth. I believe that if we'll meditate upon the Lord, there's, a, there's an area of the wisdom of God that will come to us. Sometime that wisdom will come to someone else, but the wisdom will be accessible. Why? Because the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of peace, the spirit of joy, this is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, uh, let me go over here to a verse. I was going to go over to uh, the board. I only got five minutes left. I hope I can get over there. I want you to go to Romans chapter 16, verse 20. What's going to crush Satan under your feet in this year? Oh, I know it's a year of warfare. But it's not the God of war that will crush Satan under your feet. It's a curious statement here. It says in Romans 16, 20. The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. What is grace? The supernatural enablement of God. The enablement of God with you will allow the peace of God to crush Satan under your feet. Right before that, the Apostle Paul says in verse 17, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn and avoid them. Note the sources of people that cause you to become offended, to cause you to become triggered, to become agitated. And try to avoid the flamethrowers that are constantly lighting you on fire. For these are such who don't serve the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own appetites, their own ambitions, their own desires, their own belly, their own carnal yearning. Now watch this. For by smooth words and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the simple. This is a year uh, when demons are coming down into the mouths of human beings and you're not talking to people. Demons are talking to you through people. 
That's why you're going to get hooked. You're not even dealing with nincompoop people. You're dealing with nincompoop demons controlling the wiggly lips of others, and they're going to be talking, and it'll be in sitting matches are going to be lit all over the place, and wherever there's wood and hay and stubble, boo, people are just going to get all lit. <laughs> I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I got peace like a river in my soul. The Bible says that um, we're to labor to enter into the rest of the Spirit. It's an exertion to get there. I'm going to go to the board now. Watch this. I'm going to show you the journey of growth. And uh, we'll have to get a clock over here. My team is going to at some point get me one so I can see what, how much time I got. But here's what happens. You have a, a word for this year and a hope, a vision, a desire. I'm going to say, oh, Lord, you've given me a vision for a 2024. There's something more. There's an open door in 2024. And you're looking at that. And you see, and surely the Lord will show me what I have to do in order to see, look at this, see over here, is fulfillment. Thank you, Lord, for the fulfillment of vision. That you're going to show me what I must do. Now watch this. You think that's the journey. And after all the years you've been a Christian, do you not know it's never that way? The Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, Jesus had the vision over here, but had to, oh, look at this. He had to endure the contradiction of sinners against himself. I'm going to put the word endure, contradiction. Watch this, please. God says you're going to increase. And then right away, boom, challenge comes. You got a ministry of healing, and people aren't getting healed. You got a ministry of supernatural finance, you get bills. God shows you a building that he's got for you. Someone else comes in and puts a bid on the building as soon as you get it. Oh, Lord, what's good? You were thinking it was going to be, I got a vision and a word, a prophecy. God, show me what he's going to do this year. And I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. And you think you're going to go like that, and you go, boom, because there's always a vision. Then there's a death of a vision, and then there's a supernatural fulfillment of the vision. Jesus is supposed to be Lord. He endures the contradiction and is resurrected. Abraham, father of many nations, barren womb, supernatural baby when he's ready to give up. You guys see the pattern? This is where the growth in grace is. It's in the tension between the contradiction and the walk of faith. Your faith must continue on this while you endure this. Ooh, there's so much in there. This is why we put on Christ. This is where the spirit of joy, this is where faith, this is where I'm coming to preach the gospel to you. And I get beaten up and put in a Philippian jail. And while I'm in jail, I'm singing and worshiping. Boom! And God opens all the doors and there's a supernatural fulfillment. The open door is coming to you. Go to lancewalnut.com forward slash open door. Call 1-800-910-6349. You're authorized to go here. But you may have to go through 
the putting on Christ and the growth process to see it happen. I'll see you again in our next broadcast. Uh, Make your comments, write your comments, share the broadcast, let other people know about it. I look forward to seeing you again. God bless. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.